When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G-I-G-G-S. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinions. I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me, but in my mind. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm better than him. I do it again. Add it up, add it up. Bankroll, bankroll. Euro, euro. Peso, peso. Add it up, add it up. Who's on me? Everything's on me. Oh, you matter what? Add it up, add it up. Bankroll. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hating on me, it's not adding up. I do roll like a Mack truck. Country heart, I'm a cup of farm and go act up. Like scars, I was cold hearted, now I'm back up. Keep it real, I do this once a month. I don't rap much. I just hit the money and go stack up. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I done doubled up on the workload. I think I fell in love with the bankroll. Pray up, get money, then we lay low. Then we lay low. Add it up, bankroll, euro, peso, peso. Add it up, I'm just doing me. Everything is on me. Oh, you matter what? Add it up, bankroll. 
Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Roderick Giggs on football. This is episode number 29. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Ace Podcast Nation, as you know by now, and if you don't, why don't you? Full of all sorts of great shows, featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do check it out. Um, we're dropping almost five shows a week between the main channel and the Patreon and stuff. And if you prefer your podcast in audio form, they are all available via the Sports Social Podcast Network. So make sure you uh, download them there as well. And uh, just as we wait for a few of the, the late comers to join us, we, uh, we'll give a little Super 6 uh, Prediction League update. We're raising money for uh, Maggie Centre and Mind. And uh, it's been an interesting period. So uh, I think there's been two rounds since uh, since the last goal. A couple of uh, low scoring rounds. I mean, the, the most important thing really is that I'm now of a 17 point lead over Rodri, and Andy Campbell is only 17 points behind me, uh, I, in front of me. So I'm hot on the tails of uh, Campbell and leaving gigs for dust. It's a beautiful sight to see. It's a beautiful sight to see after he was. Uh, what, did he, what, what, what did he get um, on on the week in the week? I haven't seen it on the week. I think I got six and you got four. Oh, okay. I'm obviously like rolling along, but um, after you celebrated so much in March when you got it back, saying celebrated is a long way to go yet. Keep keep, fun, keep the fun shit fun. talking. I've done eighteens <laughs> and 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 fifteens in one week. No problem. Just need to concentrate. I usually just do it. It takes me two minutes, but. Yeah, I need to go back into it, don't I? Yeah, the pressure's been getting to you, and it's been um, like you've been overthinking yeah. it. But um, yeah. on Saturday, Andy overthinking Meg... it. What the two minutes that I've just told you, I do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should just do it for a minute then. All right. Two, two minutes of overthinking, mate. Saturday, <laughs> um, Andy Leg came out on top with a seventeen-pointer, and then Tuesday, uh, Martin McCarthy smashed it out of the park. He scored twenty-two points, but only needed two goals. For a perfect round of 30, so he just missed out. But what a what a performance! Uh, but remember, you only need one good week to win the 250,000 pound jackpot. The next round is Saturday, three o'clock, and obviously, most importantly, like uh, me and Roger have a, little, have a laugh and whatever. But it's, it's about raising money for charity, and then obviously, me collecting the winnings when I make a late run for the league. I think I've got about 150 points to make up now in the last few games, and I'll just win the whole thing. Easy days, easy work, mate. Um, but as you can see and you heard, I am uh, joined as ever by uh, ex Salford City FC United winger, Mr. Roger King. How are you? You're, you always missed out. I missed five weeks with that, don't you? You've gone uh, back to missing that, haven't you? Right. But we'll, we'll skate over that. Yeah, I'm good, mate. You? I'm, I am very good, mate. But we got we to re establish this point again. You did miss five weeks at the start, but. I've forgotten to do it more than five times, so you've made that up easily. I'm sure I've I've forgot to do it a few times as well. Can't have any excuses just because you're getting beaten. No, it's, it's not excuses. It makes it even more sweeter when I win at the end. Yeah. What, what have we got left? We've got like seven or eight weeks left. Plenty of time. That's it. Jump the gun, aren't you? If I get thirty points per round for the rest of the, the rest of the remaining games, I'm going to win the whole thing. Yeah, I only need Easy one work. like eight. I only want, need like one like eighteen or twenty-two. No problem. I'd be interested yeah. to know what your highest round has been in like throughout. I think there was one week where me and you finished first and second one there. When I think you had like eighteen and I had sixteen or something like that. Yeah. But, um, I've had a few of them, haven't I? You, you just that was your one-off, wasn't it? Ah, uh, mate, come on now. There was a there was a period yeah. where me and you were both scoring regular sort of twelve to fourteen points for a little bit. Yeah, and guys, I haven't been on, out on the moped. He's lost his out on his sons of his children. Yeah, kids So I so, yeah. uh, need a haircut badly. Thanks for yeah. drawing attention to it. I appreciate that massively. Going for um, the knicky look. Yeah, I reckon if I keep going, I could just like slick it back, get the um, get the old mm. grey just for men in there. Get rid of the grey streaks. Could, uh, like could, for could get something real special going. Do you know what? I've about three times in the last probably month, I've nearly shaved my head completely. It just, <laughs> just, just to get, just to get, like, just do it and just be done. But um, I've kind of just, some would say bottled it. My wife says you've been sensible at the last minute. I don't know. 
But um, I've had a shave there before. I'm not, I'm not afraid to do it again. Um, but my my middle son has got a ponytail like I used to have at the moment. And um, it's making me a bit jealous as I see all his, his hair swooshing about. So I might grow my hair again and donate it again. I don't know. I don't know. It takes so, so long. Um, but anyway, let's get on to the important stuff, mate. There's a lot to talk about. What I would like to do is not talk about the South Wales derby at all, because that was embarrassing. Um, so we'll start off, mate. The big news um, yesterday was that it uh, looks like ten, 10 Hag is coming into United. looks like it's pretty much a done deal. Um, were you surprised that they ultimately didn't go for Pochettino? Or do you think because of Ranyak coming in, Ten Hag always seemed like a more likely candidate? Uh, no, I always stated I, I want Ben Tag. Some, some half, it's half and half, isn't it? But I think what what people want is um, you know a fresh, fresh start, a new face. They've, they've already seen Pochettino and the way he's gone on with Parrots at the minute in the Champions League and haven't done him any favours. So um, yes, it'd be a good fit, but I think just Ben Tag, you know, he's got no scars, as he's got no. He, he, He's got no baggage, uh, and I think he, he's a suitable candidate candidate for us. So, yeah, excited if it, if it is true. In my opinion, the only way it works is there's like there's kind of two aspects to it. One, he has to be given time, even if he gets off to an absolute nightmare, similar to like Moyes did. And um, they've got to just they've got to they've got to. Um, They've got to just oversee that, mate, and just, just get on with it. Like, they've got to just give him the time and they've got to support him and all that stuff. But also, I think the other thing is he's got to get rid of some of those players. Some of those players failed every single manager, going right back to Fergie, some of them. Like, he's got to get rid of a big lot of those players, bring in his own players, start again to a certain extent. Do you agree with that? Those two points. I, I think. Yeah, I think that's been in stipulations of him joining that that he, he's in charge and and, and he, he's calling all the shots because you know at the minute it's not been going very well. So it, need, it needs a football man making the football decisions mm. uh, and him having in charge who he wants to get rid of, no matter how influenced or how, how expensive they are. If he doesn't want him, then then they go and, and he brings in who he wants and you, and you give him full control. That's the only way it can work. It's it's it's, it's happened before and it's, it's got to have, yes, he's, he's got to have help upstairs, but you know ultimately it's got to be his decision. One big difference to to him and to previous regimes since Fergie's left is Ed Woodward's not there. So you've got Ed Woodward not there, who's obviously been criticised massively. Um, but you have got you've got Darren Fletcher in there now. You've got the other guy I forget his name, um, the newer guy, and then you've also got Ralph Reniak's going to be some sort of consultant. Do you think that's at least the right sort of steps in the right direction in terms of getting football people at the sort of executive or board level? Because I think that was a problem, wasn't it? You had bankers in there making stupid decisions. Well, yes, but when you've got Darren Fletcher in there, well, what's he doing? Yeah, he's sat, he's sat on the bench. One minute, one minute he's sat on the bench. Next minute he's seen pictures of him training with the first team. What's he doing? And now he's arguing. He was arguing with. Um, I saw he was arguing with someone, some fans or something, giving them the old uh, expletives. But I mean, he's had a busy week. No, it, it is. It is it, his role is not very clear. And like he's doing the interviews for the managers, I believe, as well, isn't he? With uh, alongside someone else. Um, it's, 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 look, it, it's, it's easier for me to ask you which players would you keep rather than which ones would you get rid of because there's so many out of contract and rumoured to be leaving. Out of the squad, which is there now, if you take out contracts, so if you exclude, say, Lingard or people like that, but like, who out of that squad now do you want to see there next year? Well, there's going to be a big change, isn't there? There has to be. Players at the end of the contracts, there's over 10 players of, of age 30 or older. You know, Cavani's going to go, Pogba's going to go, uh, Mata's going to go, Lingard's going to go. Um, I'd get rid of, I'd get rid of Wan-Bissaka. I'd get rid of... 
Who else would I get rid of? Maguire? Maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, Luke Shaw. See, I'm keeping Luke Shaw, but then... Yeah, he's been there eight years, mate. No, I'm getting rid of him. Interesting. I So I've seen some of the players that Ten Hag has immediately been linked with. There was one from Leipzig, two from Ajax, and Ruben Neves from uh, Wolves. So all four of those players straight away... Who? Need, Say again. Um, so it was two... I think it was one from Leipzig, a midfielder, and then a defender and a winger from Ajax. Ooh, we, don't, from we don't need a winger, Neves. do we? Uh, I don't know if it was a winger or like a number 10, maybe. Like... Well, uh, I've been seeing Calvin Phillips. name's been touted about. Um, I'd take him. He's an, he's an athlete. He, he's, he's English. He's only going to get better, especially in the better side. The amount of ground that he covers. Do you know so... my thing with Calvin Phillips, right, is he'll cost, say, say 50 million just because he's English, whereas I guarantee that Ten Hag could probably select a holding midfielder from... Germany or the Dutch league or from Europe somewhere who he like a younger a young holding midfielder and they probably get him for like 20 million I just oh. don't know why you would spend more on Calvin well, hopefully, if, if he's got someone like that in mind then you, you, you don't need him but hopefully he has got people in mind because you know he's not at Ajax and that anymore where he'd be you know um not not spending at the big table. Now he's at Manchester United, where really he's 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 after top players. And mm. yes, money's no object to a to a certain amount, but you know you don't want to be spending daft counts of money. So, so if, they, if they can get a player of the of the caliber of Calvin Phillips, but if they're not playing the Premier League, mate, still it's still a, a gamble because yeah. it, we've seen it before. Yeah. Premier League's a different animal. So, um, right, um, if you if United are going to break the bank for one English footballer, like one English player. Um, and you could pick who that player was. Who was you? Select? Harry Kane. You take Harry Kane over Declan Rice. Or... Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, oh, I don't know actually. You know, so you got Declan Rice. You got um, Harry Kane. Who else is there? Well, the centre forward's a big, big issue. But the only, the only, yeah. thing, the, only the only thing with Kane you've got is. You know, I th- think he's what he's got four or five years left. Where Declan Rice, you've got a good ten years out of him. Yeah. And yeah. So, but either one of them two, if they want to cheat and not and, and sit on the fence, either one of them two will be happy with. Yeah, I think they're the two standouts, really. Um, to be honest, like Reese makes a good point there. He says I take Son over Harry Kane any day of the week. And I think, I really, you'd probably get Son cheaper in terms of value, but I don't think Tottenham would Yeah, I understand what he's saying, but Manchester United don't need another Son. Yeah, don't need that need type of player. We need a goal scorer, centre forward. We don't need uh, a striker Attacker. slash winger. Slash winger. Slash we've, got, we've got them coming out of the A-rolls. You need... Uh, a proper striker. We've been, yeah, well, we've been going down that road. Mm-hmm. Oh, if he comes available, let's get him. Oh, yeah, but where's he going to fit into our structure? This is what Ben Sire's got to come in. He's got to come in, have a structure, and if a player's not available, then you know we're going to have to wait. I saw um, this German guy, and it's not on... going to be a gradual thing. You know, Klopp. It took him four or five years. Yeah, and it was piece it. by piece. Pep Guardiola, less so, but you know he's he's got a bigger budget to go for, so he, he can. Still Put 50, time. 60 million pound players on the bench and not no one better eyelid. Yeah. Liverpool don't have that luxury. I saw um a, a Dutch Dutch guy or a German guy on Twitter yesterday saying he wouldn't be surprised if Ten Hag focused on getting young, fit, athletic players, didn't bother with a young striker necessarily, and brought in someone like Lewandowski for like a short, you know, like two years maximum, but focused on the rest of the team. And then once he got the rest of the team purring, he would then, and Lewandowski, you know, is going to be retiring, he would then go and buy whoever it may be. The fact is, United are not going to be able to sign a Haaland or anyone like young from Europe, European football at the moment because if they're not in the same place they were, you know, years ago. So I think Harry Kane's slightly different because I think the next contract Harry Kane signs is probably his last 
so United can offer him big money, and he could probably. I reckon he's probably attainable for him. Lewandowski La- would be a good fit for two, three years. You know, yeah, it'd be because he's elite. Yeah, and yeah, I don't care what anyone says. Oh, it's a Premier League. He's, he's a goal scorer. He's done it in the Champions League. He's done it in the Champions League. And you do it in your league, what, 40-odd goals, something, something ridiculous every year. So, yeah, you get chances you get a chance at Man United and you'll put them away. So, goal scores are goal scores wherever they go, especially elite ones like that. Yeah, yeah. and just lastly on United, I was going to move on then, but I'm just going to put this comment to you. Like Reese says, Harry Kane, you're looking at um, like 70 to 100 million. And he and spent a lot of time on the, on the, on the, you know, on the injury table. Is it worth that risk, or should you yeah. not try yeah. and find a younger striker? No, you know, if you're going away from the older players, you, you would, you know, going back to your previous question, you'd, you'd go with you go with Declan Rice, but then that's going to cost you 100 plus. I guess it depends on who they could bring in from Ajax and Leipzig and these places where Ryan Well, I think, I, think been, I think they've missed the chance. I think they've missed the chance with you know with Jesse Lingard last year. They should have come come some come kind of deal, where Declan Rice comes. Oh, yeah, they could have come with some kind of deal, but obviously they, they haven't got them kind of wheeler dealers in the club and, and come up with them type of deals. Pretty sure you know in Ferguson you see it all the time. Where's he pulled that out from? So mm. you know like Van Persie, uh, Berbatov, Carrick. Where's he pulled that one from? But uh, Larson. Just goes on and on. Uh, that Larson yeah. signing was genius, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And when he come in, mate, I was like Larson. But when you watched him, oh, mate, he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. He was. He surprised me a lot when I first seen him live. Well, he was. He was thirty-five when he signed. For it, yeah, he was. His movement, though, it, it, you know, he was brilliant. He was brilliant when he come in. A real proper experienced centre forward. Yeah, he's a quality quality player. Um, so, it's been a, an interesting week in the Champions League. We've been talking about strikers. Um, Kareem Benzema, mate, still doing it. Every time they get, they seem to drop him at some point each season. Almost like he needs a bit of a kick up the arse. But what you can't deny is that when he plays and he's on form, he is one hell of a striker. Scored a hat-trick against Chelsea. Um, someone asked me, someone sent me a message earlier and asked me to put this to you. Um, has Chelsea's off the field... Uh, with Abramovich um, and, and the sanctions and the club for sale, has that kind of taken the wheels off their season a little bit? Or is Madrid good? <laughs> Madrid are good like, at the end of the day. Yeah, they're playing Real Madrid. You know, where the the, the pretty they've had one bad result in, in the week, but no, why why would it for the players? No, I'm asking yeah, you. Should, I'm, no, I'm asking. No, I'm asking you why. Why would it affect the players? I have no reason why it should affect, affect the players. The wages are the same. The training the same. They're playing the same thing. You know, it's that home game, so they have to worry about the travel or the less of hotel. The you know the, the luxury that they have there. But so what's what's different? There's nothing different. They're playing Real Madrid in a quarter final of the Champions League, and it can happen. Chelsea yeah. are off it on the day. And Real Madrid punished them with an elite striker. Yeah, and I think um, the other thing, I mean, well, in answer to your question, the only players it could potentially affect is the ones who are out of contract or the ones, not even the ones who are out of contract necessarily, because they're probably going to leave if they haven't signed a contract yet, but the ones who are maybe got a year left and were looking to renew their contract in summer and now they can't never, but, you know, you've got to, you know, it's not as if they're going to be... You're not going on to a football field. Once that game's going, 40,000 fans, yeah. thinking about that, you're just not. You're just not. Yeah. Um, Liverpool looking pretty comfortable in the Champions League again. Um, I did. That's where I did. dropped a clangy yesterday. I mean, not Tuesday. Cause I, didn't, I went with that for, for a draw that on the Super 6. No, mate. Yeah, I know. I know. I, oh. I got to be honest. I think Liverpool, it's going to be Liverpool versus one other in the Champions League final. They look like they are. They look, you know, you know that these United teams of old in this part of the season where they just looked like they were just chugging along, 
it was like they Mate, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool won a, got a, a, a goal against Atletico Madrid. That wouldn't have happened. Five against five, five like that. Mm. City have the strength off the bench in, in Kiera's midfielders. Yes, uh, they have the centre forwards, but when you've got five against five, it's hard enough when you're training when you train against four against four, but five against five, oh, it's so difficult, so difficult. And, and City managed to get a goal, and and now they've got to come out and, and try and get a goal. So, and that'll that'll be in City. City will be rubbing their hands. So, um, yeah, you know, City, City are still. You don't count out City. They're, they're still a very, very, very good side, and still, you know. In front and and in, and got the advantage being at home on Sunday. Why do you think over the last probably five years English teams have done so well in the Champions League? Like England have pretty much dominated the Champions League, haven't they? Over the well, last well years? no, it's it's more than that, mate. More than yeah. that. In two thousand eight, two thousand nine, Chelsea. Yeah, no, but like the United, last five years or so, I haven't. Money, money. Yeah. You know, look at look at the, the money they're spending, mate. Chelsea, ninety million pound on, on Chelsea, uh, Liverpool. Uh, they've done it gradually, and and City. You know, a City that even though they can't get there and win the big one, they still keep on you know getting close and getting close. So I'm sure it's just a matter of time before before they do it, unless they just they just can't get over the line. But I'm pretty sure. Well, it's um, just a matter of time. Pep's been linked with uh, he's been offered ten million a year to leave Man City at the end yeah, of the season to take over Brazil. Do you think that's realistic? Like I could see him being an international manager. I think it would suit him um, as he's particularly well, he gets a bit older. Well, I, I was literally seeing that about an hour ago, and um, I, my thoughts were: um, is he is he had enough of day to day? Is yeah. he at that? Is he at that point yet? You know, he's still in his fifties, I suppose. So you don't know. So you know, he's had a little sabbatical before. So he might be thinking, you know, what this might be the right time because you know Brazil. Go and manage Brazil uh, for three years, ten yeah. million a year. It's not yeah. exactly the worst place in the world to go. No, is it? no, not at all. So it is enticing. It's very, very enticing. So it's all. It depends if if he's ready and his family. You know. If he's ready to say, you know, this day to day, I'm done with it. I'll go on now and do like every now and again with the internationals. It's fine by me. It's all this if he's he's at that point mentally. If he's not, then they'll carry on with City because you know maybe if he wins the Champions League this year, he'll think, you know what, I've done it. But if he doesn't, then he might want to stay on and, and think he's got a job to do to win the Champions League. And as soon as he wins the Champions League, then he might just say, you know what, I'm off. So, mm. but. It, it depends, mate. Like I say, it depends. Um, shout out to Lewis Van Gaal as well, um, who's obviously he's, uh, been announced. He's fighting prostate cancer, I think it was. Um, like, shout out to him. He was one of the most uh, entertaining personalities that I've seen in the Premier League. His football was not great to watch, like, but as a personality, I thought he was top draw. Um, I will never forget when they were playing Arsenal and the Arsenal players kept diving and falling down, and he done that thing in front of Wenger where he dives and falls on the floor to the fourth fourth official. It's one of the f- most funniest things I've seen in a at a football match for a long time. He's a he's a real character, and I mean, obviously he's the Dutch manager. That's going to galvanise them ahead of the World Cup. Um, him, you know, battling Ill- illness, they're going to want to do well for him. But uh, you know, best wishes to him and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um. I want to I work very quickly, mate. I want to talk about Wrexham. Um, obviously, they've got the the Ryan Reynolds and uh, McGinney effect where they've been taken over. And like you can see, like if you go and watch their their sort of like their websites and their you know they're a they're in the lower part of the football league and their their tech, technology and stuff, the the quality of their cameras and everything, it's like top it's like premier league standard in terms of the the equipment they're using and their streams and stuff like that because obviously when uh ryan reynolds is not over here watching he wants to watch it over in america he's very um thing about the, the watching every game but um they've got to the fa trophy final they won a game the other day six five they were three nil i think it was three nil up 
or two nil up. Then they were six or five two down, and then they won six five. Incredible stuff. But uh, even in the league, they're doing pretty pretty good. Like I think um, there's just something something special going on at that football club at the moment. Like they've been since Ryan Reynolds has come in, you can feel like um, I've talked to a couple of the fans and that there's just like an atmosphere around the football club. There's something special happening. Um, they're in the player. Then sorry, they're in the automatic position um, by three points. They're six point. Uh, sorry, eight points behind Stockport in second. But um, but they sh- you know they should go up. Um, like how important is it for them? You know they're in the national league. If they can get back into the football league eventually, like that's vital for them, isn't it? Yeah, massive. And they're they're a big club, Rex. And I, pl- I played at yeah. that ground. It's a, I've watched many games, Probably Wales games. I've watched, I've watched many Wales games at that, at that ground, and I've played it, played it as well. So it's, it is a big, massive ground, and it's a they get good, good crowds there, and it's a good community now. Seems to be a good community club, and um, yeah, they're definitely invested in it. So that can only be good for for Wrexham and the Wrexham people because they seems to a real feel good factor at the minute. So they just need to capitalise and, and and keep going. And uh, hopefully they get promoted and hopefully they win the FA Trophy because, you know, it's a Welsh club and, and they hope they do well. Yeah, it'd be massive. If they, if they can work, if they can win that trophy, yeah, I know it sounds stupid, but like those pictures of Ryan Reynolds and, and well with the trophy and things like that, that just builds the profile of the football club. Oh, 100%, 100%. 100%. Um, other people over, you know, on the other side of the pond as well. Chatting and... Um, yeah, he's embracing Welsh thing. culture as well, mate. Like yeah, his, no. Netflix, his Netflix films are being subtitled into Welsh and and uh, and all this stuff. So, like, you know, he's not just. I was going to say he's not in it for the money. Not that he needs money, but like, and you know, of all the football clubs to buy, I dare say Wrexham. You know, is not going to be a club that you'd necessarily buy to make money. So there was something about it which he loved, and he's come in. Oh, it's not. It's not one to make money, but it's something you could. You probably get. It's a nice part of the world, and something you can get your teeth into. So, and, yeah, who knows why he chose it? Maybe he's, he went there. He's got a soft place now. I've never, never really heard him tell the story about why they actually bought Wrexham. Do you know? Um, I don't. I'll have a quick look now and see if I can find anything. But like Reese just said, the playoff system in the National League is different to the Football League. So the top two get promoted, um, but automatically. And then the playoff system is different. So fourth place seventh, fifth place sixth. The winners of those games will then play second and third place. Sorry, so the only the winner, only the champions go up automatically. And then so the winners of the normal playoff play the second and third place team. And then the winner is they play in the playoff final. So that's all a bit convoluted, isn't it? Um, well, it's, it's a bit like the NFL playoffs, isn't it? By the sounds mm. of it, uh, some the top teams have a bye for the first week, and then the, the other teams play it out, and then the winners play. Obviously, the the, the ones who had a bye. So yeah, it's pretty that could, be, that could be massive. So to those to the National League, do they play their playoff finals at Wembley? Yes. So again, if Wrexham can finish second and then get to the playoff final. It's another massive day for for them, and again, it's going to be worldwide coverage and all the rest of the. Country. And if they get to the, if they get to Wembley, I'm pretty sure you get like about 20, 20, 25, 30 thousand Wrexham fans going. Yeah, because you get you get big crowds. You, get big, you used to get big crowds there back in the day. Yeah, I I always remember that Mickey Thomas free kick versus Arsenal in the uh, in the yep. FA Cup. Yeah, Special, special moment. Good, still good working bloke, on good, there. Good bloke, Mickey. Yeah, I'm still. I was put in touch with him um, a while ago to come and do like a podcast, do my story, which obviously his story is incredible, um, and it kind of fizzled out a bit. So I'm still trying to work on getting him on. Oh, I, I know, I know Mickey pretty well, so I'll, I'll have you? a word with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mate. Well, um, he knows. I, I, I would, I would assume he knows. I've been trying to contact him because someone else. Was trying to contact him. So if, yeah, if you can help it along, mate, that'd be great. Because I think I um, try and get I try and get him on here. Then you can ask him on here. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great, mate. Do that. Because I think oh. yeah, I think he's really good. He's really entertaining. He seems like a yeah. He's a really really good, guy, really like. good bloke. Really good bloke. Really nice and, bloke. And he's obviously had his tough times with cancer, yeah. but come through it. Come through it. And yeah, he's a really good bloke, Mickey. 
got a hell of a story, mate, as well. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Um, right. Very quickly, mate, let's talk about the South Wales Army. <clears throat> um, I say I, I sort of said my piece yesterday on a, on a show, but like, um, look, Swansea were decent. They they were the better team. They wanted it more than Cardiff by far. Um, they deserved their victory. I didn't think they were in, you know amazing. I just thought they they wanted it more. Um, my problem is, it's even ever since the Dave Jones days, Cardiff seem to have a problem where. The, the football club, the players, they can't get up for these derby games. I don't know what it is, but so many times under Dave Jones, we used to turn up and we'd just be like dour and just poor and just really unmotivated. And I was excited about this because I thought we had a good core of like Welsh Academy players who were genuine Cardiff fans. So they'd all be bang up for it. You had experience there. And we were on good form. Swansea weren't in the best form. And I was right about it being open and full of goals, just not in the way I was hoping. Cardiff were disgraced, by the way. Disgraced, why? Oh, they were absolutely piss poor, mate. Their attitude, the application, everything about them was just absolutely shocking. There was no... Um, there was no... No get-go, no tackles going in, no... Pressing. How many how many uh, local lads were playing? Um, I have to double check the what was the starting lineup, but um, it would have been a you couple. Know, some some people don't obviously know the, the history, and you know it's not going to be well, a hot blooded if, if there's not many home t- town players playing. So Rob yesterday, who I did a show with, mentioned that the Swansea manager, and apparently it's a bit of a tradition over the last couple of years, is them the Swansea managers will show the squad, like a video of past South Wales derbies moments to show them the importance of it. So if you've got foreign players or players who are not from the area who don't understand it, they're bang up. Yeah, they treat, they yeah. treat you like a cup final. And Cardiff just didn't, don't, they got a problem with it. Um, and look, as, as good as a job Steve Morrison has done, also... I think there's still problems within the football club because well, it's not going to be fixed straight away, man. They're in, they're no, in the no, of course not. But they've, they've got loan, they've got loan players, and they've got young players playing. You know, the problem with the fans is they want too much. This is a championship, which is a very, very difficult league. They were they were petering on on uh, relegation. He's come in as a young manager and he's kept them safe. Uh, so they've had a couple, they've had a bad result. No, it's not a good result. Being beat. Home and away by your, your local rivals, but you know, yes, there's not going to be everything's not going to be great in Hungandande, but he's been there what three or four months. Yeah, and I think it takes time. I think um, the reason you were asking about uh, local players was because I think not necessarily to say you know they should have more local players who understand it, but more like because they're young footballers. And if you're local, it can sometimes you can build it up to too much, and then the pressure gets to you, and you can't perform as well as you have against X, Y, and Z in the previous weeks. Um, it's not necessarily that you need to have a team of local players, but you do no, have you to. Have, you need a team of players who who understand what it means. Yes, yeah, so now there's a Swansea manager who's left no stone unturned and done the, the proper research and played in the games to show them what it means to. To the, to the fans and, and to the people of Swansea and Cardiff, uh, and obviously that the Cardiff manager has, has failed to, to do things like that, and, and hence no one banging, sliding, tack, no tackles, no one, no hot-blooded football and, and high intensity by the sounds of it. You know, they were poor. So, yeah, it's um one minute, mate. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say just while uh, I was that. I think there was a. It would, we looked so disjointed, um, and I agree. Someone just said it's about style of play over desire. But my point when I say about tackles flying in, it's not necessarily all through the game. But when we're getting stuffed four nil at home to our biggest rivals, that's sorry, when. Darwin. Yeah, sorry. You don't don't let them take the pitch. That's when you have some tackles flying in. You don't let them come to your home ground and walk all over you and just let it happen. And then you've got squad first team squad players like Max Waters 
liked an Instagram post after the game of uh, Russell Martin's Swansea players celebrating, and he's liking that. You've got Bakunas posting pictures of himself on holiday. It's just a general piss-poor attitude, which has been a big part of the problem at Cardiff City over the last couple of years. And I think Steve Morrison's good start in the last whatever it's been has kind of papered over those cracks, the same issues that we've had with attitude. And but this is the problem. Of, but this there. is the problem. What I'm saying to you, you've given, you've given three or four months. He has got to assess the situation. He can't get rid of them players now. They're yeah. under contract. So when the season finishes, I'd be very, very surprised. If the players you're talking about are still at Cardiff. So you have to yeah. give the manager time. It's not like oh, well, we need to get rid of him. Well, you know, you can't. You have to do it properly so he'll assess the situation and then he'll get the players out who you think are bad eggs and get the good ones who he thinks that they'll compete and, and do well for Cardiff City it's not as easy as like oh we, yeah he's liking this he's liking that he might have addressed it or might have seen it and thought mm, okay yeah he's not going to be with us next year Yeah, it's just little yeah. things little things but you can't just say oh no <laughs> he's liked to tweet get him out yeah no no I know that I think it just for the fans it just that just adds to it, doesn't it? Like, after no, it's just, just it's humiliated, yeah, it's, it's like obvi- you see these dickheads doing that and it's just Yeah, like, it's obviously on. a player that doesn't want to be there. And, but it's, it's, a, it's yeah, it's a process and and it's a difficult one as a manager because you've got to please 25, 20 players and, and some of them are bad eggs when they don't get in and not professional uh, and get behind the team. Instead, they, they like stupid photos or go away on holiday or, you know, it's, you're going to get... Sorry, mate, to interrupt you. Then I was going to say this: there's been many footballers over the years from who have not been from Cardiff or Swansea, or not been from Manchester, or not been from Glasgow, Glasgow, or all these big derbies. Who they're not from the area, but they understand the rivalry, the importance of it. Uh, someone in the chat, GDP in the chat, just said Jay Bothroyd. You know, he's from London, but he understood. The, the gravity of the the rivalry and and he would you know he embraced it and he's had some interesting words recently on social media but like Mark Hudson all these you know they're not Welsh they but they understand that there's certain clubs for certain football teams where the fans need to see some that extra bit of desire that extra attitude and application of quality like if you can't give the quality at least give the attitude. That's my like. That's always been my point. Like, if you give a hundred percent, the fans will excuse you being sh- not up to, quite, you know, not being good enough. But what they won't excuse is not being good enough and having a bad attitude. And unfortunately, I wouldn't say that all those players had a bad attitude, but I would say all those players didn't have enough desire, didn't play to their best of their ability. So you had both sides of the coin not good enough. And Swansea wanted it more, ultimately. Um, it was frustrating. Yeah, it's not good. 3-0 at home, Derby. Not very good. Um, but kind of got to pick themselves up because Swansea hadn't been in good form. They went and got a great result against... Uh, who was it? I've forgotten who it was now. On Tuesday, they got a, they went Millwall. At Millwall, they beat 1-0, which is a great result. There's two big away wins for them. Um Cardiff have got to pick themselves up now because they've been on a good run and what they don't want to do is just let their season kind of fizzle out with the average performances. They really do need to react well. Um, you'll, the, see the, you'll see the next game, how they react and, and how, what the mentality is. Um, the, the Championship is, as always, the greatest league in the world. Derby are off the bottom, mate. Are they? By a point. Uh, level oh, on points, level on games with Peter. Reading had, had a win in the week, though, didn't they? They did. So you got Peter Brad bottom on 27, 40 games played. Then you got Derby on 28, 40 games played. Uh, Barnsley on 29, 39 games played. And then you got Reading on 37, and Hull on 41. So see, Reading that was like that was their so game in hand as well, isn't it? So what's that? It's it's nine, nine. It's that's three games they've got to win. It's nine points be, between it's gonna, Derby, it's, yeah, Derby it's, and Derby. It's going to be tough, isn't it? It's going to be tough. They've got an extra point with a goal with the goals in goal difference, but three, three games in what? 
So they've got to win three more than Reading in six games. Yeah, there's six games left. I was just seeing, have Derby got to play Reading? No, they haven't. Um, look, i got to say, I think those three which are bottom now, I think they are probably going to go down. Uh, I really thought Derby were going to do it about six weeks ago, but yeah, they still had a dip, didn't they? Yeah, they had a dip at the wrong time, and when they had that dip, uh, teams like Reading and the teams just above the relegation zone, like Hull and Birmingham, Bristol, Cardiff, they all started to pick up some points. Derby were dropping points, and it kind of it just made it between just four teams. And then Reading have picked up some good results recently. Barnsley have picked up a couple of draws. It's, it's one of those. But you look... So, on the Cardiff thing, mate, right? And Reese has made a great point. Like, Cardiff have got no money. They've cost loads of... Uh, cost, cut a lot of costs. They've sat, Steve Morrison signed brilliantly in January with the loans he brought in, really revitalised the season. Um, you don't necessarily have to spend a fortune in the Championship to do well. Luton are a small club. They are low on, they barely spend anything on agent fees, as GD Paris just said there. They've got a small ground that looks like it's stuck in the 90s, but they're fourth in the league. They look like they're going to be in it. The playoffs um, looks, I mean, it's, it's very close up there, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But like, they haven't got a massive squad, but what they have got is a team who are playing for each other, who will go through a brick wall for the manager. Um, they contribute goals from all over. Like if you look at their goal scorer list, this like they got like 16, 17, 16 players who've scored a goal this year. Um everybody's contributing, but most importantly, everybody at that football club is pulling in the same direction. And at clubs like Cardiff, there's a few others as well. It just feels like there's too many people within the football club pulling in different directions. Not everybody is trying to do the same thing. And that comes from the board, by the way, as well, in some cases. Yeah, and it gets the manager in to, to give him time. And, and like he has done, yes, he went from Luton to Stoke. And he had a bad time, but then he's come back to Luton, knew the surroundings, give him a little bit of time. And the back were, you know, playing very, very well again. You've got to, everyone's got to be bought into something like that because when everyone's working so hard and everyone's, everyone's got to be going in the, in the same direction and by the sounds of it can if not all going in the same direction at the minute so, at the moment but I think yeah. that, I think uh, if they I think, stick with Morrison I think yeah. this time yeah and I think for for two teams that are just above the relegation of championship we've spent far too long talking about them yeah Um then we so mate, the championship playoffs. No, that's a joke, Larry. No, man, but you know, you even though I said I didn't want to talk about it, mate. <laughs> you knew once I started going on about it, yeah. I was going to go off for one. No, um, no, no it, it gives it gives. Off. Mate, at the minute when you come in, you were talking relegation like two months ago. Now, oh, mate, I thought we were in January. Remember what um, I said? I said no, we haven't a got novice any manager. He's come in. He's done very well, but there's clearly, clearly problems there because yeah. you know the wild in the situation they're in the first place absolutely yes probably poor decisions up top bringing managers managers in, in that are prehistoric but you know he would have brought some other players in that, that, that's probably causing problems because he, he's bringing the same players in and getting the same results that's why he keeps getting sacks probably so mm. um yeah he's giving time mate just, just time next year next year bad eggs He's had a good. He's had a good six, five months with the team now. He'll know what he needs. He'll know what he needs to get rid of. Yes, he has, he's got a shoestring budget, so you just have to wait and see. And obviously, you can get that type of that culture that Luton have got at their their club at the minute because where everyone's going in the same same direction. Yep, hundred percent. That um, and as Leslie rightly pop points out, the top is even tighter than the bottom uh, four. So. You've got in eighth position, you've got Blackburn on 62, Middlesbrough 7th, 62, and then you've got Sheffield United and Forest on 64, and Luton on 65, Huddersfield on 66. It is insanity down there because any of those eight clubs, any of those, was it six clubs, can be in that final four position. Well, Forest, in my eyes, are there because they're fifth and they've got two games in hand. They should be 
So I, I, I reckon that they're there because the way they're playing, they're gonna, they're, they'll win even one of the games in hand. That'll put them into third, and then. Pretty I think sure. Middlesbrough, mate, as well. They got a game in hand, which would Middlesbrough, shame. Blackburn, QPR have dropped off a little bit. It's give uh, Middlesbrough and Forest a, a little opening. So it's usually the ones you need to look out for, and the ones at the end come steaming in. They're the ones that, that usually, you know, when they're on the roll. Yeah. So I, I do like to every couple of weeks sort of look at the playoff places and as as of today, if you had to pick which four you think are gonna make uh, just to see if it changed through the weeks, I would go with Middlesbrough, Forest, Luton, Huddersfield at the moment would be my four, which I think will make it. Yeah, no no I, I see I think um Huddersfield will drop out. Really? That's yeah. um, cause they're the obviously they're the highest Yeah no. But I think they'll they'll they're They'll drop out because Middlesbrough have got a game in hand. So if they win the game in hand, they go behind them. But you know, Sheffield United are close. Saturday uh, this this Monday, Huddersfield play Luton. There you go. Then, if, then they, 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 if they win that one, then yeah, they're pretty much they're pretty much in, aren't they? So Huddersfield's next three games are Luton at uh, home, QPR at home, and then Middlesbrough away. So I mean, those three games are going to decide their season. Basically. Yeah, this is this this is what I mean. That's a tough. They're all tough, but they're, they're definitely tough because they're in the, in and around them. So they're, they're caught, you know, as in the game, six pointers. So yeah, it's a big game. And, but then after that, after those three games, they play Barnsley, Coventry, and Bristol, who are all down the bottom. Got no, either got nothing. Mate, to play like like it's, like we said, you just said it's it's one of the greatest leagues in the world for that reason because it's so difficult. Any yeah, so, any of those yeah. teams to beat them. So um, you say oh you say oh they, yeah they'll they'll win at Bristol or they'll win at Barnes and they'll get beat. Yeah, so, you just can't. Yeah, it's so hard to to predict. Um, the only probably yeah. ones you can predict are probably Fulham and Bournemouth at the minute because they're so strong and yeah. they're they're above the rest by by a far. By a is far a mile. Team, so, is there a team out of those six that you would like prefer to get promoted through the playoffs? You just like uh, you'd like to see them back in the Premier League. Um, who would I like to see out of them? Um, out of the six, yeah. Well, yeah. I've always, I've always liked, I've always liked Fulham because they've always, they always, they've always played. Yeah, Fulham, nice. Fulham and Bournemouth are definitely going to go up, aren't they? So, like, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, sorry, I meant out of the six going to the playoffs. All right. Be more specific. Um, um, <laughs> um, Blackburn definitely not. Middlesbrough, I don't mind. Don't mind Middlesbrough. Uh, Luton, obviously Luton. Forest, it'd be nice to see Forest back there. Um, to, to be honest, Luton because yeah, you know, because I've never seen him in the Premier League before. It's a, it's a good story. The manager seems, you know, he's, he's had a tough side. He went to went to Stoke, got his big move, but didn't work out. And he's gone back, and he's obviously, you know, found his feet again and, and quite comfortable there. So, um, Luton. We talked. We talked about how good a job. And I've obviously got the connection with Luton. I've told you the story. Yeah, but then we also, mate, had we talked about how good a job Rooney's done at Derby, and if he had stayed up, it would have been manager of the year stuff. Like Nathan Jones deserves the same credit as Luton, I think. Like to take Luton into the playoffs, you know, last year they were fighting relegation. Um, the year before, the like, you know, they've only come up to the championship in the last few years. Um, they're a small football club. They don't get the same amount of fans that some of the bigger clubs get each week. And he's, you know, they've been up there all season churning out victories, and he deserves a lot of credit for for the job he's done. And I think I said this to you before. I think it took a lot of bottle for him to go back to Luton with his tail tucked between his legs almost after he got the big move, left them, and it didn't work for him. Some people, I think, wouldn't have wanted to go back. You know, they don't like to go back. They prefer to keep moving forward. But he was like, no, this is my place. This is where, you know, I like it here. Yeah, I'm comfortable here. And he's done a tremendous job. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree. can't disagree at all. And, you know, the, the ground, like you say, the ground... The ground reminded me of, of Swinton's rugby ground and Swinton's rugby ground got knocked down in 1991. 
It's a proper so, football ground, mate. Proper yeah. football ground, isn't it? So it's it's a proper old one, yeah. I um, would love to see them in the Premier League again, but I've also got a lot of Forest fans who are mates. So for them, I almost want Forest back in the Premier League as well. So yeah, it's one of them. Rangers are one 0 down at half time to Braga. Um, oh, West Ham getting on. I will tell you now. Uh, so let's so look. West Ham nil nil. Leipzig are drawing with Atlanta. Leipzig. Um, so just to finish off the last eight minutes, if anyone's got any questions, send them in, and uh, we shall we shall end ask uh, answer them. Uh, Manchester City have been investigated for the past three years. What's this? Um, the Spiegel alleges three-year Premier League investigation. An investigation into potential rule-breaking at Manchester City is focused on illegal payments, illegal payments for underage footballers, inflated sponsorship deals and hidden salary payments made to former manager. So this makes me chuckle a little bit because team, and you'll be able to give an insight into this, I'm sure now, but these Premier League, these big Premier League clubs have been paying uh, young football, like kids, parents, and buying them houses and all this different stuff for 20, 30 years. They've always done it. Even though they're not supposed to, they've always done it, haven't they? Bought parents a house in the area, paid them um, cars and shit. Like, that's gone on forever and ever and ever. So the fact that no they're comment. suddenly no trying comment. to make out. That's it. No comment. No? you got nothing to say on that one, have you? Like you said, it's going for years. Of all the things that they can yeah, investigate. You the academy at City. Yeah. Uh, how these people... Yeah. yeah. It goes on. And you see a lot of like kids then you're moving to different academies for seemingly no reasons. And yeah, there's always a reason in there. Um, and it's usually money. Um, what else we got? What else we got? There was something else I was going to ask you about, and I can't find it. It's probably not some, sometimes, probably not the best thing for these players. Though. You know, the, the parents look after themselves. It's probably not the best thing for the players because it's in, in, a, in an academy, which players that, you know, you need to stand out. If you don't stand out, then you, you, you're surplus to, to requirements. So, and then that leaves its own problems where you go after that. Yeah, it's not always the best thing to go to the biggest club, is it? Nope. Um, but but Manchester City is one of the best academies, bar yeah. none. Better than Manchester United's, bar none. Do you think United's is as good as it used to be? <laughs> no, it's nowhere near. So what's changed with that? Is it coaching? Is it the, they don't put as much effort into it? Like what's changed from back when they were producing, you know, a couple of players every year would be coming uh, to More opposition, I suppose. Um, you know, back back then, people wanted to go to Manchester United, where, where now, you know, even the Manchester United players, most of their children, they go to cities, they don't go United. So that should tell you everything, really. Mm. Darren Fletcher's son goes to Manchester City Academy. So, there you go. The technical director of Manchester United sends his son to Manchester City, not United. That's that should, tell, that should tell you everything you need to know. That's mad, that is. Because like, they've got like, Rooney and Ronaldo's kids are in United. Yeah, they're, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, sure? they're, they're, they're United fans. You know, there's Darren Fletcher, United fan. Yeah, is he? Yeah, I don't know. You think, you think he would be. You think he'd send him, but... You know, why didn't they? Because City's academy is better. So you want your son to go to the best academy. Doesn't yeah, matter what, what your what your thoughts are. He's obviously well, sent his son to the best academy. So that should tell you everything. The club he's at, the club he loves, the club he grew up, grew up, grew up playing for. Yeah. Technical that, director. Yeah. The academy that he come through that was elite is no longer elite. Or no longer at top of the no longer top of the list. Yeah. What City or or no even Liverpool, Melwood, mm, maybe not. There's a few clubs who've got. There's the, a few um, Manchester lads that go to Liverpool. Though. I do know that, but you, the, 
But that's because City and United have missed out on them. And then mm. when they become good at Liverpool, they realise how they miss out on these. Yeah. Middle, Leslie makes a good point. Middlesbrough got a great academy. Um, they've always had a good academy in Middlesbrough over the years they Middlesbrough have always had a good academy Southampton have always had a good academy Chelsea's come on leaps and bounds because they threw money at it over the years that is a better academy than United's so teams have took over but you know, we all know why, why that is uh, and that is one reason probably well not probably it is, is the Glazer family Yeah, you know, they've let this happen 100%. Right, a couple of questions before we finish because we're going to finish um, and like pretty much now because um, we've got places to be. Uh, Gaz says, how much would Rod pay for Neves to sign for United? Saw him linked with 100 million, but that seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just, you're looking at 60s, aren't you? 60, 65, 70. Is he good any, enough? Anything over that. In a Manchester United side, yeah. You got, think, you, got to, you got to think that he'd be with better players, and he's a very good player on the ball, very good goal scoring midfielder, can pass, get about the pitch. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Is he out? Is he an out and out holding midfielder, or is he more? Well, these midfielders. But you look at him; these midfielders can he can play either. So because he scores goals as well, he's got a good strike on him. Fair enough. Uh, Reese says Man City probably did 100 a lot million, though. No, yeah, that's no. a lot. That is yeah, like if you're going to no. spend 100 million on him, no, but that's the problem. That's the problem United are going to have now, though. Yeah, they've got big bucks and, and people don't want to get rid. And and it's not as if Wolves are skin, they've got a big owner. We don't want to get rid of him. And you know, we've seen it with Mbappe. I don't see Mbappe going to PSG, he'll get thrown money at him, he'll be staying there. You think he'll stay at PSG? And yeah, but these clubs with these clubs with money now. Unless, like, like West Ham as well. 150 million Decker, right? So we're not selling him. What? 150 million. So, you know, and if they get 150 million, right, we'll sell him because he's well overpriced. Yeah, this is insane money. Um, Reese says Man City probably doing a lot of the same stuff that Barca were doing for years with their academy, with futsal and ball control and things like that. Very technical stuff. Um, mate, the, mate, the academy at City is a joke. It's a joke. It's right next to the ground. I mean, right next to the ground. They've got a bridge. They've built a bridge that costs about a million quid. That was that goes from the ground over the main road, which is which is two lanes on each road. Goes over the road into the, the training complex, and the training complex is you know. There's multiple pitches, outdoor pitches, that's immaculate. And then they've got this massive indoor, it's just massive. It's got multiple pitches on it. It's unbelievable. Awesome. Uh, Will says, attending the best best academy doesn't always equate to having the best playing career. Best to get an academy where you'll get more chance of getting through to the first team. You well, no, you, you know, you, you, yes. But, you know, as a player, you, you don't, you, you'd back yourself. But yeah. you know, you, you you have to weigh it up, I suppose, don't you? Yeah, you have to weigh it up because um, yeah, there's there's a lot of players that you have to be unless you stand out and do really well. Yeah, you're not going to get like like Phil Foden. He's elite, and you know he can get a game for two years in and out, in and out. You know, there's not many these these days. You know, name me a seventeen year old or seventeen or eighteen year old. That starts in the Premier League, you know. It's probably it a couple, isn't it? It just doesn't happen. Just doesn't. Happen. It varies. Rocking all shit. The only people that I can think of it is Ryan was Ryan was 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 playing every week at seventeen, eighteen. Rooney was playing every week at seventeen, eighteen. Raheem Sterling was playing every week at seventeen. That's it. That's over thirty years. So it doesn't happen. Yeah, this like. Do you like? I wonder if the United thing with the academy changed over the years. Like you had Aaron Ramsey chose to go to Arsenal instead of going to United when it looked like he was nailed on to go to United because of their record with like younger footballers at that time. And then you had um, most recently Jude Bellingham for all the money in the world looked like he was going to United, and then he's gone to Dortmund. Like there's clearly well, that's, been that's, some that's, sort of change there, though, isn't there? No, really? that's that's the United people not closing the deal. I mean, you've got to have someone who can close deals. 
Mm. You know, if, so if, is that a Woodward problem? The, the, I, I can very rarely that the, well, there's a famous one with Gascoigne, but yeah. that's because you know Ronaldinho. they basically said. But he, what do you mean? Ronaldinho was going to sign money, and then he changed his mind. I remember reading that in one of Fergie's books. He had all yeah, so, so the, the, there's there's scattered the examples. Well, no, these these are like what's the word? Um, can't think of the word but you know it's, it doesn't happen yeah it doesn't really rarely rarely happens mm. it's it's an interesting one um last question and then we're going to finish definitely uh leslie was asking about um uh, i can't pronounce his name g dj ed spence who's um a youngster from london who is on loan from middlesbrough but plays for forest that right back has been linked to united um munich arsenal spurs um, I haven't seen a lot of him. I've heard from few, very few people that he's phenomenal. Do you think he's most? Do you think he'll be another one who goes like abroad to like a Dortmund or a? Man- you've got, you've got, you've got to be careful, aren't you? Because you know we bought someone for 38, 40 million quid. We just put him on loan to Rangers. He can't get in the Rangers side. So these these young players, yes, they play well. At a certain level, but when you, you know, this is the, you know, Mil- Miatovic or whatever his name, he plays Fulham, scored like 30 goals in the championship, mm. scores five in the Premier League. Mm. You know, Solanke, 25 in the championship, two in the Premiership. It's, yeah. diff- it's a different, so it's, it's, it's a, for a team like Manchester United, yes, if you're buying him, buying him in and you've got, you know, the, a 2010 squad of United. You're at the top. You're winning leagues. Yes, we can bring him in. We can we can nurture him. In. You can't afford that at the minute to be bringing players like this in, unless you know he's going to come in and make a difference straight away. And yeah. that's a gamble because he's in the championship. He may well be go on to be a better, good, great player, and we may but get him for the future. But at the minute, we need players that are going to come in. And and fixed and then certain a certain formation, certain way of playing, and maybe he fits the the, the criteria of the new manager. But it's, no, it's not going to be easy for a championship no. player, young player as well, to yeah. come in straight away. So is he going to be better than Wan Bazaka? Like at this point, probably not. Really, is it? Like at the age he's at, I mean, he might be, but I haven't seen enough of him to say. But you and, think... and is he is he English as well? Um. Yeah, he's born in London. Because at the minute, these right-backs, flipping heck, is, um, you know, they've got them coming out of the rears. They've, they've got Declan Rice, not Declan Rice, they've got uh, Trent Arnold, Walker, uh, Reese James, Wambasaka, Lamptey, um, and this kid. Uh, but I like Lamptey as well. I like if he's mm. full of energy. But uh, I've not really seen too much of this kid, so I can't really comment. But right-back, I didn't know he was a right-back. Right-back... Yeah, he could come in. He could play on the left as well. But, um, yeah, right, right back's different, mate, because um, yeah, I think it's a different position where I didn't know he was a right back. Like I said, I don't know nothing about the kid. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look into him and see um, see what's what. Um, right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Slightly shorter show this week because me and Rod have got to be somewhere. Um, obviously, coming soon, we're going to have an additional half an hour on Patreon as well. Um, won't be tonight because me and him both got to go somewhere. I appreciate you as always, guys. Uh, I'm back on Sunday for the fight show, but I'm also back on Monday for the return of Andy Campbell. He's joining me live Monday night, so make sure you tune in for that. Be good to uh, to have a chat to the uh, to the ginger man and uh, catch up. So make sure you tune in, guys. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Nice one, Rod. Later. All right, pal. See you in a bit. Ooh. Podcast Network.